When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to Thriller The Chase. You are listening to Thrill of The Chase. A pleasure to be with you. On this Thursday evening, a bit chilly out here in Melbourne town, but, well, we're uh, out of lockdown. We've got restrictions easing tomorrow, and life seemingly is getting back to normal. Pleasure to be with you. John Donahoe is my name. It's been a busy day. Taggart on fire. Sammy Highland seeing them like beach balls, but still couldn't cop a vote from one D Taggart. There'll be a protest, no doubt, going into that. One man who is on fire always when he joins me is the great James Vandermart. Hello, Jim. Yes, hello to you, mate. And one thing I noticed at the at the start of the show, we take in the news mm. and the Olympics are getting closer and closer. Yeah. And it, it is just so exciting. And also, not only that, it, we, we realise how quick time's actually passing. And it's Thursday night once again. We're looking forward to a great weekend and we count down to the pink diamond tomorrow night. That is going to be one hell of a meeting at Bendigo and a nice little tease. We'll have the uh, the club manager on the show a little bit later in the hour, Troy Harley, to preview and hopefully find plenty of winners in that uh, Pink Diamond meeting. It's going to be a ripper. Where does the Olympics sit with you, James? Because I reckon eight years ago, sort of like London, maybe Rio, it, it, it was still prestigious. But I just, I feel like it's lost a bit, obviously, with everything that's been going on in the world and and all that all that has gone with it i just am not as excited for the olympics as i used to be yeah i look i don't know that's just as you grow up potentially Maybe. it doesn't mean as much because i remember when i was a kid like the, the sydney games i, I was yeah. almost in tears when they, uh, they had the closing <laughs> ceremony and you know you, you look back uh what is it 20 odd years later and, and i won't be crying at the end of no, uh in the olympics this year but um no, look, it, it, look, there has been an inclusion of different events. And look, I, I don't follow it thoroughly. I really enjoy watching the, you know, the track and field and the, 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 good, uh, the good sprints where you see the, the, you know, the fastest men and women in the world go, go head to head. I think that's exciting. And, and also, I'm, I'm a big fan of the swimming events as well. So look, it, it's good to have something that we can, we can, I suppose, look forward to. And it's been a really tough year over here. And hopefully it, it all goes smoothly. You'd be into the skateboarding and the free di- free climbing that's <laughs> new at the Olympics this year, the break dancing. To, yeah, to be honest, I'm not aware of all of the new events. And look, <laughs> I, I think they they potentially should be a little bit harder to uh, to, to come up with a, an Olympic event than, than the way it seems to be with, with yeah, like you say, a few events that, that look, they're, they're probably not Olympic events. And maybe that has taken away from the the traditionalism of, of the Olympic Games and the events that, you know, we've come to know that, that are long-standing traditional Olympic Games. But, hey, at the end of the day, look, we're, we're probably, you know, well and truly aware now of the fact that uh, sporting events and, and all different codes, whether it be a racing industry, a sporting industry, we need to evolve. And we've seen that with, with COVID. And, and, and no doubt, you know, in, in 30 or 40 years, we'll look back and, 
and, and probably say, well, well break dancing's a traditional uh, Olympic Games event, which is hard to believe right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of, uh, <laughs> it doesn't have the prestige of, uh, of the, uh, the swimming or the athletics, does it? But, no, yeah, certainly, not yet. Certainly, uh, I'm sure. There'll Give be... it 40 years, Johnny. Yes. Give it 40 years. Yes, exactly. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Don't worry. But uh, it just hasn't uh, got the, the prestige it once had for me. But anyway. I digress. All right, Jimmy. Hey, we've got a big night ahead. We're going to look into the uh, the pink diamond, which is when he, that's next way on uh, tomorrow. Isn't tomorrow it? night. Tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night, mate. Up at Bendigo, huge, huge night of racing. GRV are doing a, a really big in depth coverage as well. I'll be I'll be tuning in from home and, and dialing into uh, to that coverage throughout the night. But just looking forward to it. I've got Hillsville tomorrow afternoon, and then to to sit in front of the telly tomorrow night, and and to have twelve feature races at one meeting. Look, I don't recall a meeting ever being shaped the way this Pink Diamond has. To, to, to put together 12 finals, um, prize money is extraordinary. Some of the feature events worth $75,000 to the winner. Um, it, it is just a huge night. And, and every race, every single race on the program has you know, a great amount of depth and a great amount of reason as well. So it, it's going to be one of those nights that I think you'll tune in at race one and, and you won't be able to tune out till race 12. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that. We'll speak of the new... Heelsville Carnival, which I'm excited to get your thoughts on and see what that's all about. Tonight at the Meadows, not Sandown. Yeah, no uh, no racing at Sandown. I just noticed as well on Sunday, racing's up at Horsham. So at first, I thought it may well have been a, a switch for the uh, the Speedstar meeting, but it might be that they're doing a bit of track works over at Sandown Park. They do that a couple of times a year, and um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the distances, or the, the tracks, I should say, can, can often change, and, and that may well be the case. I'm just doing the replay form as we speak here of one in this uh, first race down at Geelong. So we'll see, uh, sorry, the first race at uh, Warnable, it's, it's had two starts at Geelong, number five, uh, Fish Tog Giblet. Um, as, a, as a race caller, this would be a nightmare for whoever's calling down yes. there tonight to, uh, to get this. But yeah, the replay is playing up a little bit on my system. So I've been trying to get it to work and <laughs> it's, uh, it's not happening. But I was just looking at it and I thought it's, a, it's about a $7 chance. It's rising in distance. Um, and those first couple of runs, t- it was it was racing in the Pink Diamond Series through the heats and the semis. So I just thought maybe if the Greyhound's been set for a Pink Diamond Series to start its career, you'd have to think it's got some sort of ability. Absolutely. All right. Well, have you have you got a firm tip? Because we're thirty seconds away. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. You can send through your tips to myself or Jimmy Vandermart. First at Warrnambool. Obviously, they've been uh, doing the jumps down there all throughout the day. What about a tip for the first of the Greys? Yeah, we're going to go with this uh, this tip, fish, fish tog, giblet. <laughs> I, I don't you, know if that's the name. How would you go calling that out of the race with with zipping Chuck and Lectra Terrace in there oh, as well? And and Patch Ellis ten dollars slaps. It's not probably going to be the easiest race and the most fluent uh, no. race to call. Rusty Buckle and oh, Huckle Buckle. Oh, they, they've oh. got to be kidding, don't they? they the, do. the names of these oh. dogs. But uh, look, it doesn't matter what they're called, Johnny. As long as the yellow gets out yes. well. And look, I, I've been pretty pretty open in, in saying this in probably the last 12 months, that if you do see greyhounds that have been set for a feature race series to start their career, look, it doesn't always work this way, but there's normally a good method behind that suggesting that they've they've either been trialling well or, or the connections think something of them, because you're not going to go after a, a $25,000 maiden if you've got a really slow greyhound, unless you have no idea. All right, um, and, and Daniel Gibbons is a decent trainer, so I think your stock will go all right. Number let's five. see how, pa- how it pans Very out. slowly out was Huckle Buckle. Good speed from Lectra Terrace and our $10 slaps. Driving up is Fish Tog Giblet, making good ground. They were followed by Emma's one, then Zipping Chuck around the outside. Patch Ellis is a long way 
way back and a mile to Rusty Buckle and Huckle Buckle. They come down to the band Electra Terrace as the leader, but joined on the outside by $10 slaps. $10 slaps up the Ciani Lates, races away. $10 slaps over Electra Terrace, then Zipping Chuck, Fish Tog, Giblet. Oh, no good there, Jim. It sort of it gave itself a little bit of a chance early, but $10 slaps from Lectra Terrace <laughs> yeah. and Zipping Chuck get the job done. Yeah, the yellow did show a nice turn of foot. Just sort of got up behind the leaders and then wasn't too sure how to how to drive through underneath of that leaders. So I think it has got ability, the old fish top jiglet or fish tog jiglet, whatever it is. But uh, it, it might be one to put into the black book if you can find the right way to spell that name and, and put it in the black book. But number seven was a first starter for Gary George. And Gary George is a very good trainer as well. $10 slaps. The only reason I wasn't too keen on the seven or the eight, the two first starters, is looking at the market was around $3 out to about $4, number seven. And the pink was two four. 40 out to 420 and normally when those first starters drift out that way you, you have to lean to the fact that they either haven't been trialling too well or there's a reason why the, the punters are going for something else so race didn't play out uh, they weren't playing out to our favour on Tuesday either Johnny so no. if we have a bad day today mate no. I'm going to kick you off the air and I'm going to get Cam Luke back because it's just not happening <laughs> yeah it might it might be that uh, yeah good luck trying to get Cam back uh, on a day off, on a day off for him all right uh, hey, Warrigal is just straight on the back of this. So we've got a couple of meets tonight and then that'll, I guess, lead us straight into the Meadows. Yeah, it's uh, Warrigal and also Warnable that are up and running now. There was Shepparton earlier today. So it's, uh, it's a pretty busy uh, little schedule on a Thursday. And obviously the, the Meadows tonight with the strong Metropolitan program, uh, we're only about two or three weeks away from the, uh, or just a shade longer, to the, uh, the Maturity Series uh, Group 1 event from the Meadows. So there's going to be some really good racing on the Saturday nights through the, uh, the, the colder part of the year uh, through next month in July. So looking forward to that. But... Just taking a look at this uh, this next race at Warrigal, I honestly don't think I've tipped a winner in the last five races that we've uh, we've been on air. Last time I tipped a winner was at the Harness, wasn't it, Johnny? Yeah, when Greg Sugars. <laughs> yeah, the candy man. <laughs> and that's, and that's uh, look, that's applied on both of us. I think James that we uh, we can find a winner in the uh, in the Harness, but not on the Greys. But Warrigal race six, I got a good feeling about this one. Yeah, look, if, if worse comes to worse, we'll just have to uh, to turn this show into a harness show and, <laughs> and, and just tip at the harness because that was that was seemingly working pretty well Absolutely. for us. But look, again, this race is a really hard one to, to try and sort out. I've sort of look, looked at the five and six. I, I don't mind prime time to run a place, but I wouldn't be backing um, him to win. He can just race a bit greenly time to time. I think the, the yellow is probably the, the dog to beat, although... She can be a little bit hit or miss um, at his Evie. And she's an $8 price, so I think at that she's worth a small each-way play. I'll just go through her Cranburn run. She's gone 571, 572 and 568 early. And then two starts ago, she, she went 555 at the first peg. So sort of tells me that she is progressing. She's got a decent record here at Warrigal, 2637 PB. I think that's nearly enough to suggest that uh, she's a chance to win this. Not only that, she's only had three career wins. Two of them have come from either boxes four or five. So she seems to handle a middle draw. Look, tough race. I'm going to play the five each way and maybe have a, a little cover bet as well on, on number six to run a, a bit of a race. All right. They're behind the boxes. Jimmy Vandermart. I reckon this is the one. All right. We'll go there now. Let's go to the six that worry. Runners moving in. Last look at the board. $3 for Alicia. Favourite here from box four. All secured away. Green light on. Race six. They're ready to run. Set. 
Racing Alicia came out okay, showing pace. Duke of Ely out wide, and Duke of Ely goes to the lead by three lengths to Antique Ali. Going up on the inside, Flossie Joe, then Prime Time. Around the outside was Teardrop. Then for the back, Addy Zevi. Alicia well out of it with Metro Boomin and Prime Time. Up to the corner, Duke of Ely, just the leader. Antique Ali's angling for the inside, though. Antique Ali in front. Duke of Ely's rallying again, but Antique Ali's got its measure by three quarters. Duke of Ely second and third was Teardrop made good ground. Then came Alicia from Metro. Three holds on there. Antique <laughs> Ali does. Hey, Matt. Matty from Geelong off the text actually tipped that. Three at Warrigal yeah, for Matty. So. it was a nice find too. No, look, yeah. I, I don't really know what to say, Johnny. My, my form <laughs> is stinking at the moment. Oh, um, and and we've been pretty open in saying that to the yes. punters. So hopefully they're not following us in at the moment. And, and hopefully when they realise that we can re, regain some form and, and get some composure back, we might be able to jump back on the bandwagon then. But yeah, to be honest, the three greyhounds I liked in that race were the two, the five, and the six, and they've ran fifth, sixth, and seventh. So it's uh, it's not a, a great strike rate so far tonight and so far this week. But no. look, that's uh, that's one thing I've, I, as well. I, I always speak of as well about gambling responsibly and, and gambling never more than you can afford to lose. And and also as well as that, when when you're punting professionally. I think it, you're going to have ups and downs throughout the year and, and it's really important to stick to what you do and stick to the way you, you like to bet. And look, if you, if you stick to your plan and, and, and you enjoy it and you don't uh, ever lose too much, then it's a, it's a good thing to do. I think that's the, the advice to take and hopefully make the, uh, the trend will turn and we'll be back on track uh, before we know it. Only takes one good tip, Jimmy, and then you are back and you've got the confidence back and you're hitting them well. It's like being in a form slump when you play cricket. All you've got to do is just have one good knock to really turn your form around and then it's uh, the sky is the limit from there. Yeah. Oh, look, I did tip a dog, I think it was about three weeks ago, that won at 20 to 1 at uh, Horsham. And I think that might have been, you know, where it all sort of fell apart from there because um, they, they gave us the 20s we got on and and, uh, and haven't backed a winner since then, to be honest. <laughs> Hopefully we can swing it around now. All right. Hey, we'll take a, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll chat about today's racing, the Hillsville Carnival. And a bit later on, we will speak as well to Troy Harley, the Bendigo Club manager previewing the Pink Diamond meeting. Don't forget also, after us, Jimmy Vandermart and myself, John Dono, finish up. Oh, we've got the three men who are just on fire at the moment with the lids fly. Miles Fitzner, the watchdog, and, of course, Showtime pretty boy, Mitch Bayer is going to be on as well. He loves it. They're, that's this... This is their time of week, I should say, Jimmy, and they just fire up for uh, for a Thursday night of racing. So that comes up after us, after we tip all the winners, and they don't. Um, we will uh, we'll hear from them. And, of course, we're doing it all for the Watchdog app. Download the app, open a Black Book account, and never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. More from James Vandermart and John Donohue on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have your company on the Thursday night edition of Thrill of the Chase. John Donohoe's my name, and I'm joined, of course, as always, on a Thursday by James Vandermark. Download the Watchdog app, open a Black Book account, and never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. Big night of greyhound racing tomorrow night, Jim, with the uh, with the Pink Diamond meeting. We're going to talk to Troy Harley tomorrow. For those who don't know, tell us a bit about the Pink Diamond uh, before we get into something else. Yeah, look, I won't go into too great a detail with the Pink Diamond series, Johnny, because this is a series that I'm sure Troy Harley, the manager of the Bendigo Club, would have had a, a really strong input in. But but what it basically is, is 
a way that we can see, you know, regional heats throughout different tracks throughout Victoria, all converging on a country track for, you know, incredible group one prize money, really. And, and not only that, it's to benefit the breeders. There are massive uh, breeder bonuses to the, uh, the breeders that win these races. So you don't effectively have to own the greyhound. You could be the breeder, have sold the greyhound on, and, and then you can still reap the rewards. So in a way, it's about enticing greyhounds to continue racing here in Victoria. We're seeing a lot of good dogs obviously travel to Perth and, and go after big races and good prize money interstate. So it's, it's another great series that rewards uh, you know, not only the, the owners and trainers chasing the big prize money, but also the breeders and, and to keep greyhounds racing here in Victoria. So there, there are so many reasons. It's, it's great. It's 12 great races, $75,000 to the winner of the feature events. It's, it really does tick every box. And for a greyhound enthusiast, a greyhound racing lover, you know, you're not going to find a better night of racing where you get to see 12 cracking races from start to finish. Absolutely. All right. I look forward to hearing uh, you and Troy go uh, and talk about that. What about, how about we talk about the uh, the Hillsville Carnival, the inaugural Hillsville Carnival. Yeah. It's going to run a, uh, throughout a 10-week block. It's going to incorporate five races, $800,000 in prize money, and it's uh, culminating with the Group 2 Hillsville Cup in mid-September. Talk about this. Let me know what your thoughts are. Yeah, it's going to be a wonderful series, and, and, and we're seeing this more and more now with the, the Country Cups and creating more of a festival and more of a carnival, and uh, this is the, the Hillsville Straight Festival of, of Racing, and as they say, straight racing is great racing, and I, I definitely second that. Uh, this this festival of racing will be bookended by uh, two of the, the club's traditional events. They've got the Winter Cup, which is run every year, and obviously the Hillsville Cup, but there are going to be some new races. Now, what we're going to have is the first running of the Highway 31 maiden challenge this will be a state versus state rivalry uh, New South Wales Greyhounds can earn a right to take on the Big V here in Hillsville uh, for uh, for the big final of, of that. Now, heats will take place in New South Wales at Richmond Straight Track and also here at Hillsville, and that'll culminate in the the final of the the Highway 31 Maiden Challenge. Now, $10,000 to the winner, trophy and rug, $3,000 for second, $1,000 for third. That is the first of the, uh, the, the feature races. The other is the Arrow. Now, I know we spoke a little bit in the past and we spoke about this on Tuesday, uh, four match races at Hillsville, four head-to-head match races, fastest time declared the overall winner, uh, $2,500 head-to-head winners, $20,000 to the overall winner of the event, plus a trophy and rug. But what I like about this series, everybody seems to think their greyhound's the fastest. It costs you $1,000 to nominate. So you need to put your money where your mouth is. And I like that. I like the uh, the naming of the race. It's called the Arrow. And effectively, it's it's a speed star for, for straight track greyhound racing. And I mean, how good's that going to be? Four match races in a straight line. And I think we'll finally get to discover who is the, the fastest greyhound in the world. Absolutely. So this is obviously a new concept that they're bringing to to Hillsville. Why, why are they bring it to Hillsville, James? Is this just to sort of go with the speed star and something else to, to bring into the game? I'm telling you now, Johnny, I, I think Hillsville and straight racing in particular uh, is going to be a huge part of the sport moving forward. I, I think we'll sit back in 10 or 15 years and, and we're, we're not only going to think that breakdancing is a traditional Olympic event, but we're also we're, we're going to sit there and go, you know, the feature races, so many feature races are now being run up the straight. I, I think animal welfare, it ticks every box. Um, as, a, as a trainer, you know up the straight you're going to get more chance to win because they're eventually going to get clear air and they're going to be able to wind up. There's no risk of finding trouble on the corners. Look, there, there's just so many different reasons. 
reasons. I think the Greyhounds can race more regularly up the straight because they're not putting the pressure on their legs getting around the corners. So there, there are so many different reasons why I think straight racing is great racing. And, and we're, we're now starting to see that because for so long it, 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 it was carrying such a small prize money pool where I think now we're, we're starting to see. I mean, the Hillsville Cup's $50,000 to the winner. That's for about an 18.8 second run in a straight line. Yeah. So it, it's, it's huge. And, and I think it's only going to get bigger and better from here. So some dates just for the uh, for the listeners out there that uh, don't know, the Hillsville Winter yep. Cup is on, uh, the heats are on the 4th of July, the final on Sunday the 11th of July, um, and that is, uh, kicks off the festival, 350 metres, $5,000 to the winner, the National Straight, and jump in at any time if you want to add to any of these, James, the National Straight Track, track Championships, Vic Heats on the 25th of July, with the final on the 1st of August, $25,000 to the winner, uh, and the final to be held in Capalaba on Sunday, the yep. 29th of August as well. Final, uh, sorry, the $5,000 to the winner of the Heelsville final. The Arrow, which is one I've, I've just been reading this while you were talking, and I reckon this one's going to be the yep. best one. Uh, the Arrow on Sunday, yeah, the it. 29th of August. Head-to-head racing up the Hillsville straight. Four head-to-head races. Fastest time declared the winner overall. Nomination fee, 1000 bucks. 2500 head-to-head to the winners. Uh, 20000 overall, plus a trophy and a rug. So that one's going to be good on the 29th of August. Highway 31, which you just spoke about, uh, the Maiden Challenge. Richmond Heats, Saturday, 21st of August. Hillsville Heats. Tuesday, the 24th of August, final to be held at Healesville on Sunday, the 29th of August as well. So pr- state pride will be on the line, as they say uh, in this one, James. New South Wales takes on Victoria. Five heats at Richmond, five heats at Healesville, eight winners to the final, two slowest qualifiers to be drawn as the reserve. And the final one is the Group 2 Healesville Cup heats on the 5th of September and the final on the 12th. Healesville Premier Annual Event, best 64 dogs plus reserves. Maidens ineligible, 50 thousand dollars to the winner mm. plus a trophy and a huge rug. so that's uh, that's basically yeah. the, all the info that they need to know yeah for more information you can head to hillsville.grv.org.au to keep up to date with all of that but like you said johnny we covered that beautifully and mm. and the other one was the national uh, straight track championship which you made a mention of and that final up in uh, capella bar that's the straight track in queensland on the grass, the grass behind the drag yeah. lewis so yeah, so you'll see that on a Sunday. I think they race Sunday morning and one day through the week as well. So, look, it's great that these straight track venues are starting to link up. And to, to think, mate, it was only probably two years ago, Hillsville were the only straight track that we could find on, on the TAB network. So the only ones that you could bet on effectively and the only ones that you could watch racing from. Um, to think now we've got Hillsville joined by Murray Bridge, also Capella Bar, and now straight track racing at Richmond. There's now four venues there's there's no other part of the industry that's growing that quick. So I think if, if I was to, to buy shares in one part of the industry, if you could do such a thing, I, I would be putting all my money into straight racing because I think it's a, it's definitely going to be very, very prominent in the future. Love it, James. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. No doubt JVDM will be calling those, surely. If anyone else, has, oh, yes. if they give anyone else the uh, oh, opportunity to call that, I'll be, uh, I'll be filthy. Johnny, the, the, the ideal surely. plan, mate. I'd be thrilled to be uh, to be walking a dog down to the boxes in one of the events if I can. But no. I think the chances of us getting a Hillsville Cup winner this year, we might be uh, might be stretching it just nah. a shade. If anyone's listening from the Hillsville and, and from Greyhound Racing Victoria, there's only one man that can call it. It's our man, JD, JVDM, <laughs> SEN Track Zone. All right, so make sure you get him on the microphone. All right, Jimmy, let's get back to something we do very well, despite a recent run of sort of poorish form. Warrnambool race number two. Now, this race looks almost impossible. 
<laughs> They're not getting any easier, no. are they? No, no. look, and, and I, mate, I'm, I'm loving the fact that you're standing by me uh, oh, time after time at the moment. And as I said, you know, it's sort of a contractual agreement, so we have to. But look, <laughs> I'm going to go with a bit of a roughie here. Go. I've tipped it a couple of times, tipped it last week, it was unlucky. This is probably a rising class, so we're going to need luck, but small, very small each way play on number three, Pongo. All right, this is J- Jimmy, being a St Kilda supporter, you know you have to stick by things when they're not going well. Here we go, let's go to Warnable, race number two. Ready. Racing, Pandurica fairly away off the inside. Canary Wharf with plenty of speed. Sri Lanka showed a bit of speed but dropped back. And oh, Pandurica got badly checked with Double Princess. Speedy Villa was also badly checked. And Canary Wharf left with a big lead. Lespezia got through to second. Then Heidi's Gift and Sri Lanka in the stretches. Canary Wharf well clear of Lespezia. Canary Wharf from Lespezia. Heidi's Gift. Oh, what can you say? Uh, it just continues, doesn't yeah, it? that's okay. As I said, I've, I've had my fair share of disappointment in my life. 27 years of going for a football club that's won one premiership. You learn to live with disappointment, James. I'm not even disappointed. I'm just waiting, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the next one to come because I yeah. know that you're not far away. I'm going to give you one now for Warrigal because this, as I said, that race there was really hard at Warnable. I wasn't too keen. One that I am keen on in the next race at Warrigal, I thought this was the best bet for the hour. Um, is number four, Fab Rocket. The Greyhound's got a 22.61 personal best at the track and distance. Last time from box eight, wasn't too far away from, from She's Our Rocket, but I did like the Hillsville win a couple of starts ago. Look, I'm not extremely confident, but I think in this one hour that we're on air, this is probably the, the best bet. So only a fairly young dog as well, uh, two years and four months of age. And, and I think he's going to get a decent run at them because the six shifty normally likes to use a little bit of the track. So there's just that space created in the centre of the venue, I think, Fab Rocket can drive through and win. So just I thought I'd give you that before the news, mate, so the punters can get on nice and early. All right, we do need to get to the news. And one maybe for us, Jimmy, at Ballarat and the Harness, Greggy Sugars, he's on an $8 yep. pop here. Just a rumour, number five. He's our man here on SEN Track and on Thriller of the Chase. So we'll cheer that home in the break as well. We might catch the end of it as well on the other side of this. JVDM, John Donahoe going very nicely tonight despite the lack of winners, which is going to come because it ain't far away and you never keep a good man down, and that is James Vandermart. So on the other side of this, we're going to play some music because I know he's going to bounce back. Let's get some news headlines. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, got it spot on. This is Thrill of the Chase. It is Thursday night. John Donahoe is my name, and uh, I'm joined by James Vandermart, who is going to find a way because uh, you you just fight through diversity, James. I know that. Download the Watchdog app, open a Black Book account, and never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. Uh, I'll keep you up to date on what's going on at Ballarat as well. They're in their final lap. Our man, Greggy Sugars, is, well, he's just outside the outside the leader at the moment. So I reckon we're a chance here, Jim. Uh, and you've got one at Warrigal in two minutes. But let's welcome in our special guest now because uh, it is a very big event tomorrow night at Bendigo. And the Bendigo club manager previewing the Pink Diamond meeting is Troy Harley. Hello, Troy. Welcome to Thrill of the Chase. Okay, mate. How's things? Going very well. Jimmy Vandermart's here alongside me. He's going to take it from here. Yeah, no indeed. Uh, hello to you, Troy. So I just want to I want to start by saying, mate, from from all the owners and, and breeders, thanks to to everybody who's been able to put on this event, the Pink Diamond. And you, obviously, being the manager of the, the Bendigo Club, would have had some say as to to how this event comes and 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 we get to see it up and about now. Just just talk us through where where the idea came from and and who was the the, the people, the power that that got it to be happening tomorrow night. 
Yeah, well, it's a, it's a ground racing Victoria idea, and um, I'm not sure exactly the, the one individual that, that came up with the idea, but I certainly know that there's quite a quite a team of uh, interested people at GRV that uh, set the discussion about about um, how to basically uh, increase that prize money. You see, the last couple of years that when there's been a shortfall of prize money spent from their budget, they've added races on or or topped up races. But it was a way of being able to spend uh, the allocated budgeted prize money per annum, then also to reward the breeders in particular, but also mm. the owners and trainers as well, that have really rebuilt the sport from you know, was on its knees five or six years ago to now flourishing, particularly during the COVID times, and just a good idea and concept to, to reward that. So Grand Racing Victoria came up with that, that concept. Um, they had several consultations with various breeders and trainers and owners and the like, and uh, we played a role of that both as a club and also as a participant, and uh, we get to the point now where uh, there's been a three-week maiden series and two-week uh, ten other series, and uh, it's probably been the most positive promotion I've seen in ground racing in a long time. There's been very limited negativity, which is quite rare yeah. uh, in modern society, not just racing and ground racing, but uh, I think that uh, all eyes are going to be on the Pink Diamond Finals. We're, uh, we're very privileged as a club at Bendigo to host the inaugural one that will be uh, rotated each year from, from here on in between the five clubs, and we'll go back to running heats for the next four years. But... Uh, while it's horribly disappointing that we couldn't put on the the festivities that we wanted to put on, um, it's great that we're able to welcome some people back before tomorrow night, but also to be able to showcase the Bendigo track and, and Victorian Grand Racing in 12 of the best races. I think uh, I made a comment to someone today, mate, I've been doing Grand Racing Administration or Racing Administration in, in, in three coach in two states for 30 years, and I don't think I've been involved in a, in a race meeting from race one through to the final event but it's got so much interest and so much quality, so it's uh, mm. certainly a, a highlight in my career. James and Troy, I might just butt in for a moment. Warrigal Race 7, James, um, you gave a tip before the break. Do you want to just reiterate what that was? Yeah, we're going with the four Fab Rocket. Uh, nice little Hillsville win a couple of starts ago. Just needs the room to move from box four, but I think... It'll get it here because the six is the key to our chances. Shifty using a bit of the track and creating space. So number four, I think, is the best bet for the hour. Not extremely confident, but I'm hoping you can play some music for me after this. Hope so. All right, the seventh is just upon us. The light is on. They're behind the boxes. We'll come back to Troy Harley in a moment and get more on the Pink Diamond meeting tomorrow, which is going to be very, very exciting. Let's head to Warrigal now. Green light now for race seven. Set. Racing, little swagger the inside at okay. Showing pace in the centre was Busy Izzy and Fab Rocket. And Naga Vipers trying to push through on the first corner. And right round them there was Cody Talks. Just off those, Aura Bale. Well back was Shifty and Why Not Rose. Up to the corner though, little swagger is showing some swagger in front. Kicked about four lengths in front of Cody Talks. Down the outside was the favourite, Fab Rocket. But it's little swagger. Little swagger winning it by four lengths. Well, Jimmy, that's Fab a good Rocket. dog beaten in my opinion. Uh, mm. Got itself into a little bit of trouble in the middle there. And... Had it not, I reckon it might have been a chance at the end. Second to finish to Little Swagger. I'm happy to take a second. With how bad my tips have gone in the last uh, 48 hours, I'm wrapped that we were able to get one to run second. And like you say, probably be something beaten. We will touch on uh, Warnable. That's coming up in about five or six minutes. But before we get to that, back to uh, the manager of, of Bendigo. This would be like... I guess an AFL footballer the day before a grand final, Troy, the night before the pink diamond, you must be pretty proud and, and pretty excited for the Bendigo club. Yeah, no doubt about that, mate. Uh, it might sound like an exaggeration to some people, but uh, as you know, we uh, most of us in the sport live for it and live for nights like this, particularly uh, in the promotional side and obviously the media side, but as a participant to see this type of racing uh, coming to fruition and particularly on a country track and uh, it's pretty uh, pretty important for us to be able to, to run tomorrow night and uh, yeah, just here for putting the finishing touches on a few things and won't be, uh, won't be a, a hell of a great sleep tonight, but certainly looking forward to most of the program, but in particular three or four of these exciting mm. races. 
Well, the punters out there, Troy, they've all got their pens. They've all got their pens primed, I should say. I'm struggling to speak English because I haven't tipped a winner for two days. But um, they're all sitting there waiting for winners. And, and I thought if we put our heads together, go through these races, we should be able to find plenty of them. Starting with race one, it's the maiden short course special event. I've gone the red on top here, off and gone. And, and this looks like a greyhound that could be something very special. Very special indeed. A ground to come out and run 22-22. It's only second career start uh, at Warrigal. Uh, on debut in 22.78 winning there and uh, probably a little bit underdone I suppose in the last 50 metres but certainly uh, put that thought to pay uh, back on the 10th of June we're running 22.22 I've got no question that uh, young Kayla Cottrell who's certainly burst on the scene as a trainer has been well schooled by Dad Dave and uh, there's no question that uh, Off and Gone would have been to Bendigo it's a short price favourite and deservedly so I've gone Off and Gone in the first with uh, Diamond Ability I think quite well drawn in uh, box number 8 to be the main challenge of it 1 to beat 8, 3 and 2 in race number 1 Race two, I haven't gone far down the order again. Number one on top, uh, Webleck Raider. This greyhound's progressing nicely, draws beautifully at the 500 corner start, and I think he's pretty hard to beat. How, how do you see this, the maiden sprinter final over the 500 metres? Yeah, pretty the same, mate. I think uh, one, seven, eight, and three, uh, Webleck Raider, I think just keeps improving with each run as a lot of uh, the Langton and Britain greyhounds do, particularly the ones that want further. They continue to improve with racing. I think box one here over the 500, Webleck Raider's the runner to beat. I think untapped ability off the 25-23 Shepherd and debut off box number one. I think isn't overly badly boxed. And Ruffiano for a little bit of A off box number eight. But I think number one, Webleck Raider, again, is the one to beat. Race number three, I've gone three, Rebellious. This is a greyhound that looks like he could be something. Seven starts, six wins. Probably unlucky to have ever lost a race, really. Draws box number three, but he has got some stiff opposition in the rookie short course. He has got stiff opposition, but if he repeats the 6.49 here a couple of weeks back when he just set the track alight running 23.61 at his first and only look at the track, Rebellious is the one to beat, no question. They've got Rebellious on top to beat. Master Venger is unbeaten in five starts here at Bendigo with a best of 23.68 for Joe Borg. Has won 50% of his races, has been very well schooled around the track. And Mapunga Knight uh, in 22.22, it's a long last start, uh, which is uh, an incredible performance there. Bring that form across, it's going to run in 23.75 or so as well, but I've gone mm. three Rebellious to beat 7.6 and Four. Just giving my tip for Warnable race number three, nice and early. We're about two and a half uh, minutes away from that. Going number eight, first starter Latte has uh, been pretty well spec for Gary Lane, who's a local trainer. Uh, three years and four months of age, yet to have had a first start. So that either tells me a the dog's no good, or, or b they've they they must have seen something with this dog to to continue holding her back away from racing for so long, and she's been well back. So we'll go with number eight. Latte in the next there at Warnable. Back to you, Troy. Race number four, mate. The uh, the next race on what is going to be, as I say, one hell of a night of racing. I've gone Mapunga Ruby. I think the Shepparton form in this Pink Diamond rookie distance could be the, the form to follow. Yeah, I agree, mate. I think they'll run one too. Mapunga Ruby and Major Sacrifice. I think uh, Major Sacrifice will probably cross Royal Deed and lead and give Mapunga Ruby a nice sit probably third through the first turn behind those two grounds and it's the one to beat Mapunga Ruby has run 34-17 at uh, Sandy on two runs back I'm not quite sure any of these will be running that and seems to want yeah. further as well so four to beat three two and eight in race number four for me mate the big boys and girls step out in race five pink diamond champion short course $75,000 to the winner and this is an incredible feel this is a group one field for mine I've gone two one three six I'm tipping shimmer classic but by gee she's going to have some company out there 
You're not wrong. I mean, you've got Shimmer Classic uh, that you're tipping has been a place getting a Group 1 final, made a couple of Country Cup finals. Ferdinand Boyce got his name on Country Cup trophies. Aussie Secrets been in a few of them. Uh, Oriental Amber and Benchester, one of them will probably be left out of our numbers, and they own three track records between them. But I've gone Ferdinand Boyce. Just hard to hard to fall his form, even though his form at Bendigo isn't that great. But it was a lot early in his career. I don't think he's had a race start here since October. But I've gone mm. Ferdinand Boyce, box number six to beat two Shimmer Classic. If she begins like she can, she wins. If she doesn't, she can't. Um, she probably holds the key of the race. And putting in Benchester for third and Aussie Secret in fourth, he probably is the key to the race because of well, he wants to get three or four up the mm. track. It depends how he begins. But when you leave a dog like Oriental Amber out, he's won four of nine at the track and holds two track records, uh, it's a pretty good race. It's a cracking field. Just before we get to Warnable, just quickly, mate, race six, the Pink Diamond Champion distance final. I've gone this uh, this former West Australian now in the care of Ned McDonald, Cassis Bally on top at five star. He's the star moving forward. He's the big danger. I went one, seven, five, three. I think they're the two 700, genuine 700 metre dogs in the race, and I've gone seven one only because uh, a little bit of a love affair, I guess, with Five Star going back to uh, Geelong Cup night and seeing what he's done since then and listening to Paul Abula's statements. But I've gone Five Star on top to beat uh, one Cassis Belly. I think the two distance dogs will prove too strong. Throwing in my father's son for a bit of value for uh, the multiples one, uh, seven, one, eight, and three. All right, we're not far away from Warnable race number three here, Jimmy. Have you got anything? They're not behind the boxes yet. Have you got another quick one before? They jump in behind the boxes? Yeah, look, just quickly, we are backing the eight there, uh, Latte, as I said, almost four years of age, which is nearly retirement age. It's having its first start, and it's been well back. So that's a, a decent push in itself. We'll just quickly get your tips. Uh, race seven here at uh, Bendigo. Troy tomorrow night. I'm going one, six, seven, eight. Kablin's on top. Is he going to lead all of the way? I think he is from box number one. I've gone one, seven, six, and two. He's won 13 from 18. I think he's ideally drawn. Kablin's the runner to beat. Keep it black. It's flown here in 27.88, winning uh, two out of his two starts. It went 25.89. It's long last start. I've gone one, seven, six, and two, but also chances to four, five, and eight. So it's just one of those races. But I think Kablin's from box one's the one to beat. All right. They are boxing up behind uh, in the third at Warrnambool. Latte. Get the pink home. Come on, the Get pink. it home. This could, I think this just will, will change everything for James Vandermark because... Uh, he hasn't tipped a winner for a couple of days, but his teammate here at SEN Track never going to let him down and never going to go against him. Let's get to the, the favourite. Good support also. Camino Angel in green. Ready? They're racing. Latte began reasonably well. Good speed from Poison Sky. Camino Angel tried to go up there but didn't have the acceleration. Overvalue now rails strongly. Latte goes up on the outside, followed by Emma's double. A gap to Zerial Bale. Trenzalor's a long way back with uh, back near the tail there. Camino Angel. But in the stretch is Poison Sky well clear. Poison Sky over overvalue. Emma's double. Latte finished on. Oh, well, disappointing. Show. We move on to the next one, Jimmy P. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I'm going to sit a new record for the most losers in a row at the moment. Uh, uh, just cannot get near it whatsoever. No, hey, there was a day on trackside where Brownie and Cam Luke literally had one winner for the day. So don't this is three days with yeah. zero winners, though. That's the problem. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep going. Tomorrow yes. night's going to be big, and, and we're going to tip winners. I've got no doubt about that. Absolutely. Race eight, Bendigo. This is this is one of the the great races. The Pink Diamond Champion Sprinter, five hundred meters, seventy five thousand to the winner. Uh, by far the best field that have ever exited the the 500 metre boxes up there at Bendigo Troy Aston Rupee he is a superstar this dog but he's got shimmer shine catch the thief so many good dogs to beat but I think he will well, it just looks like if you look at the race and didn't know where it was at you'd think this is a, a Melbourne Cup or an Australian Cup or a Golden Easter egg it's just that type of race, you've got Shimmer Shine, he's won a tick over 640,000 in prize money. he's been the pin-up dog for the last 12 months multiple track records, multiple group victories 
Aston Rupee has burst onto the, or didn't burst onto the scene. He, he came onto the scene, had a break, and he's really uh, burst into the lights, I suppose, in the last couple of months. And he's broken 29 at Sandown and won the Speed Starter and 25-38 at Warrigal last start. Catch the Thief has been there, done it, won nearly a quarter of a million dollars, and has been at the top of uh, the top of the, the, the group racing for so long after, and also been second to, uh, to Tigalong Tonk in the Group 1. Back in May, you got Smartest Jack been in Group Finals, Tinker Craig Group Finals, Dream Wizard Group Finals, just a phenomenal race, but... I've gone two, one, three, and seven. I just think Aston Rupee is the dog of the moment. He's probably a more reliable beginner than Shimmer Shine. He's going to put enough pressure on Shimmer Shine and then catch the thief will give him enough run, uh, room in the run to the first turn by getting up the track that two or three dogs to give him the run. I think Aston Rupee on top to beat Shimmer Shine and catch the thief and throwing in Dream Wizard for fourth. But what a race it is. It's just going to be terrific to see those, uh, in particular, one, two, and three heading into that first turn into the back straight and just see what uh, what can happen down the back straight. It's going to be huge. Uh, one of the, the real great races on paper, no doubt about that. We'll let you go in just a moment, Troy. So I know you've got plenty to do. And, and, and as you say, a sleepless night ahead before the uh, the Pink Diamond finals. But just quickly, numbers only in the last four. Uh, race number nine, the Princess final. I've gone five, two, eight, six. How do you see that one? Numbers only? Six, eight, five, one. Race 10, I've gone four, three, one, two. Four, one, two, five. Race 11 for Kalinda Patty. Best bet of the night, this one, isn't it, Troy? I think it is. 4528. And the lucky last, the Challenger short course, 2861. My number's there. How do you see that? 281 and 4. You're a jet, Troy. An absolute jet, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show and all of the best for what is going to be, as I've said a couple of times on this show, one hell of a meeting tomorrow night, the Pink Diamond, the inaugural running of the Pink Diamond finals at Bendigo. We wish you all the best. Thanks very much, guys. Troy Harley joining us there. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that, uh, seeing the Pink Diamond go on tomorrow night, Jimmy, and a great chat with uh, with a great man, Troy Harley there. Uh, all right, Jimmy, we're going to take a break because we've uh, got to come back and wrap things up. A quick tip for us at Warrigal to end the streak. Number three will win. Why not Hutch will win this race? Good. I'm fairly confident. Fairly confident. What's a pain? Uh, about two forty, I think, at the moment. But I think that's a very, very good price. All right. I can't wait to come back and play some music because it's been uh, few and far between on Thrill of the Chase. But this is it. This is the one where Jimmy Vandermart breaks the duck. John Donahoe with you. James Vandermart. More as we wrap up on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. I'm not sure if James is still with us because... He said, why not Hutch was going to bolt in at Warrigal? <laughs> Let's finish second. Jimmy, have we got you? I'm just trying to yeah, keep calm. Just. <laughs> I'm hanging in there by a thread here, Johnny. Oh, but, no. Uh, she's it. tough going, isn't it? Damn it. She, couple of seconds. Got to turn. Couple of seconds. Got to turn. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? it no, nah, look. We, we honestly, we weren't even tipping a, a placing the other day. So I've progressed to being able to, yes. to get a couple of seconds. But... Uh, yeah, it would, it would be nice to turn it around to a couple of wins because I think that uh, that last runner there ended up drifting out to a decent top tote price too, Why Not Hutch. And as it turned out, uh, Judge Hook, I, I thought Why Not Hutch would safely hold the lead early and, and once the four had gone past us early, I knew we were in trouble. But that's the uh, the joys of the great game. Absolutely. All right, we've got about a minute to go. Anything else you want to add? Have you got some tips for tonight or what have you got? Yeah, to? I've got a tip tonight. Um, if this one loses, I think I might take next week off. Uh, race two... <laughs> Number one at the Meadows, Paddy Wants Pats, has been showing such keenness for the inside. Gets box number one. Not only that, I think On Ability is the fastest dog in the race. Beautifully bred by Black Magic Opal out of Striker Light, who was a, 
a Group 1 megastar. So, look, I think that's clearly the best bet of the night. Dollar seventy-five. I think, clearly the best bet of the day. So, I'd be surprised if, if that Greyhound's not winning. Um, race number six on the program, one Providence Bale has been in red-hot touches. Has barely set a pour out of place. Obviously, Tigalong Tonk's going to be a danger. But if Tigalong Tonk finds any trouble... You'd expect Providence Bale to be on the speed with Run Baba Run early, and as long as the red can hold the two out early, I think Providence Bale looks a good each-way chance. There, there's only two-place dividends, so you're probably going to get even money a place on, on the red, which I think is a pretty safe bet. So they are by far my best two bets of the night. All right, Jimmy. Uh, hey, I, I reckon, and I say this a lot, but, I, but it's because I back you, and I want to back you. I reckon they're going to win. I reckon they're going to win. Right. I can only hope. I'm I can only you. hope, Johnny. I'm riding, this, I'm riding these bumps with you because that's what good partners do. And I reckon that Jimmy Vandermart ends his streak tonight. James, as always, thank you so much for joining us. We will do it again next week. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure, mate. I'll chat to you on, uh, on Tuesday and hopefully yes. winners are plenty by then. Good man. James Vandermart there. You'll hear plenty of him over the weekend. John Donahoe is my name. Download the Watchdog app, open a Black Book account, and never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. Miles Fitzner, Mitch Abaya, the Watchdog. That's your Thursday night filling. And those three always manage to find a way. This is the biggest night of the week for Mitch Abaya. He gets to stay up late and tip some Greyhounds. Thanks for your company throughout the day. Bye for now. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.